Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged right here on the Ginger's Perspective. And we really have been spoilt for some great fighting that's been happening, especially in the MMA world of late. If I just think about EFC 53 where knockouts reign supreme. And of course, looking ahead to the much-anticipated UFC 203 with the UFC debut of CM Punk. Now, it has garnered a lot of speculation, a lot of debate, with a lot of fighters saying they're not happy at all. But only time will tell. Dana White has even described CM Punk's debut as Last Chance Saloon. So we'll have to wait and see. But joining me, as always, the MMA authority, Justin Ferrier. Justin, let's start with Carnival City. EFC 53, I know you were involved as a judge. Did you have to make any decisions considering how many knockouts we had on the night? We had to judge one fight. A couple of them went the rounds, but, uh, but not the full rounds because they were late finishes. But we only had to do one, one we only had to make one call. Um, the fighters made it very easy for us. The people who did have to work hard were the referees because it was a bit of argy-bargy and a lot of emotion. And uh, especially Vickers Swart had to dive in and... Uh, jump in and, and pull fighters off but it was it was an electric evening it was it was amazing to be coach side it was it was shouting and screaming and it was great it really was a, a great night of mma i must say though on paper we didn't get too excited about the card i mean all due respect to the athletes the fighters the, the gyms um the matchmaker graham cartmel but it wasn't like wow this is going to blow everyone away but then it did. And I think we've seen it in the past. We've had these hugely hyped fight cards, haven't quite delivered. All of a sudden you get a 53 and uh, people are turning it on. That's often why, I mean, I'm quite involved in, in, in amateur mixed martial arts as well. And those are often the best fights for you because they're not fighting for anything but honor and pride. And, and yes, you do. You get these hype fights that are that you expect to be explosive and then they under-deliver and then you get cards that oh, you have no expectation of and then they blow you away. So it's it's awesome that it was like that. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Let's quickly talk about Michiel Oppermann who uh, surprised us all. I mean, we, we, both, we both wrote him off. We both said too many fights, high mileage and what, 12 seconds later and, and Bahati was sleeping. 12 seconds it was. I, I can't tell you. I blinked and it was over. I mean, I judged, the, I judged the fighters, I judged all of them. It was just, he came in there and there was such fire in him and he just put Bahati away. It was it was crazy. Then, as I said earlier, Vickers had to dive in and pull him off because he was just, he was in the kill zone. And it was it was amazing. It was it, it gives me goosebumps now. Again, I'm quite an emotional guy when it comes to fighting, but it really did. It was it was crazy. It was awesome to watch. And it was great that, that, that one of our, uh, our local boys was able to get a win over a, over an international and our champion, uh, an EFC champion. So there's a lot of talk that they want uh, Michiel now to fight for the middleweight uh, strap against Bahati. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think Bahati will have to go back to the drawing board and I don't know what his uh, medical clearance is like. He may be, uh, he may be excluded for 90 days because of the knockout or so, but uh, that it, it makes for interesting matchmaking for Graham, that's for sure. Well, I think it will be very interesting. I mean, at EFC 54 next month, we've got uh, the heavyweight strap on the line, of course. 
And then you've got a guy like Andrew Fonsell who wasted no time to put Mustard away. Um, and he must be knocking on the door, watching that title fight very closely, saying, look, Graham, I'm a contender. I want to be in the mix. Yeah, he did in a, in a very sort of, in a very chilled back Andrew Fonsell style. He, he asked for, for the for the winner of uh, of Elvis and Donnie. Um, and he even said he thinks that Elvis will come in fitter than Donnie and beat him. But you can't count Donnie for near and out. I mean, he's, his brother's a world champion boxer, so if you get beaten up by your brother every day, you kind of got a granite chin. I mean, we've seen that he hasn't been able to be put away. Um, but let's hope he comes in fit. I know that his fitness does uh, let him down. Um, but yeah, Elvis is on a tear at the moment. I, I'd like to study... I'll study them later and, and, and make a suggestion next time. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. But yeah, Andrew Fonsale is definitely next in line after this. Speaking about heavyweights... UFC 203. It's almost like people have forgotten that uh, the heavyweight strap is on the line uh, at UFC 203 in Cleveland. And it features two fighters that are hungry, that are up for a fight. And there's no love lost between the current heavyweight champion fighting in his hometown, per se, against the Dutchman who wants that strap badly. Yes, he plays a fireman in, in uh, Cleveland, so he's a local boy. Um, he's fighting against uh, Alistair, and they and they pretty they're pretty even in terms of uh, in terms of size um, and in terms of of of, of reach. But where, what, what's significant here in the stats is that is that Alistair Overeem obviously he's got insane kicks and insane legs. He's got a leg reach advantage of five inches. Wow. So. Yeah, that's they, they're pretty. They even in terms of height, um, Alistair's a little bit bigger. But what what stands out for me in the stats as I see them is, is the five inch leg advantage. Um, that is, he, he's he's a killer. I mean, he burst uh, Brock's liver. I think it was with a knee. He's, he's put people away quickly with, with those legs. I mean, he's a former K one champion. Yeah, an amazing kickboxer. Those legs are, I think, the the advantage there. They've got him as an outsider. They, Obviously, they, they, the bookmakers have, have said have thought that uh, Stipe's fighting in his hometown. Yeah. That he's got hometown advantage. But Alistair's on a tear at the moment. I saw him fight uh, in, in Rotterdam, and there's definitely a presence. I mean, that was his hometown. There was definitely yeah. a presence about him. It's, it, it, I, I, I do feel that he's... I, I feel that the, the strap is his to win. He's on a four-fight tear. I mean, he's, he's a transformed fighter, isn't he? From a rather rocky start to his career... He's transformed himself, isn't he? And he's now a proper threat for Stipe Miocic. He really has transformed himself uh, both uh, in his fight game and in his size. He, back in the day when he fought uh, Chuck Liddell a long, long time ago, he was not the size he is now. So uh, he says it's horse meat. Well, we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> we won't uh, comment on that further, but let's take a look at uh, the reigning champion Miocic and, and, and he's in his backyard he's pumped up but with heavyweights anything can happen especially with guys that are 120 kilos and I mean it's not 120 kilos like you see a guy at the pub these are 120 kilo men with six packs and these are trained killers so it often is the case of whoever lands first and I, I, I would say the striking advantage is Alistair. But, I mean, Stipe is no slouch. He put uh, Fabrizio Vadum away yeah. and, and won the belt. He's got some proper boxing from what I've seen and, and what I've read. He's not scared of Alistair Overeem. And I think that's a huge factor. When guys get that, that strap, 
there's only one way and it's not up it's down so the fact that he's not intimidated or scared I think that's a good thing for the reigning champ absolutely somebody, I mean, at that level, very, they, they, people don't get scared of their opponents, they're scared of the loss, they're scared of the, of, of the loss in stature, if you know what I mean, they're yeah. not scared of their opponent, yeah. uh, and Stipe just seems to be taking it a stride, he seems supremely confident, I watched a, a promo of him, and he was, he seems very jovial, and but, but not in a way that he's taking it lightly, he just seems comfortable, he's, you know, he's enjoying this, and, and another part of it was, he's still a fireman, he's an active fireman, and he said what's kept him grounded is that, you know, he'll win the belt on the weekend and on Tuesday he'll go back to work and the boss will be like, okay, you need to vacuum the floor. You know, he's he's kept grounded like that. And listen, for me, a fireman is somebody who doesn't fear fire is a very intimidating person. For sure. It's going to be very interesting to see who takes that one. Miocic against Overeem, and Overeem's been saying that Miocic has been partying up a storm, been seen with drinks, hanging out with the Cleveland Cavaliers NBA team. It all comes down to UFC 203. Now let's turn our attention to the other heavyweight fight. Vadim, as you said, has got rather grumpy. He said that he wants to break your face, bastard, to Brown. Travis Brown, that's some stern words, and he's a man with some, some bad intentions in his head. They fought before, and, and he, he, he decision, Travis. Uh, this is a late replacement fight. Yeah, Fabricio has been to fight Ben Rothwell, then there was an injury, and and um, Travis is coming on four weeks' notice. Uh, again, the, he, he's a, uh, Travis Brown's an outsider, and I, he, he's an eighteen to ten underdog, and I, I'm just like, I think he's got the experience of fighting before. He's a bit bigger. Um, he's he's about ten kilos bigger. And I know Fabricio has beaten some some big names and he's been champion, but he is also 39 years old. Yeah. Again, hard to... I'm, I'm going to be a fence-sitter for this podcast because it's it's hard to actually put my name down on this and, and be confident about things because it's heavyweights. Anything can happen. You know, you've got Vadum, who's a, a, a good... He's a second-degree uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, um, former champion, beaten massive names in the industry, beaten a legend in Fedor, um, and has had a resurgence, but I, I do feel 39 is a little bit old, uh, and Travis Brown's a bit younger. I, I do feel a bigger guy should win this fight. All right, that's uh, that co-main event, UFC 203. But everyone is talking about CM Punk, who will make his debut at UFC 203 against Mickey Gall, who's 2-0. and And what do you make of this? Because it's, it's copped a lot of criticism. I know Dana White's kid, he's my mate. He wanted a chance, but this is his only chance. He's always wanted to fight in the UFC. What do you make of it? It's, like, like I said before, I think it's optimistic to try and debut in MMA on a pay-per-view card, on the main card, you know what I mean, in the UFC. Sort of, it's like going from playing touch rugby to being in the World Cup final. It's difficult. Um, he has trained a long time. He's been at Rufus Sport and at Duke Rufus. I mean, these are good coaches, but this is a money-making thing for the UFC. Um, I think difficult to call because there's no point of reference. There's no... If he had a... Res, uh, uh, I know that he's got a professional wrestling background, but we know that that's choreographed. If he had a, a collegiate wrestling background, that we could, that would be a point of reference. Different. We could then judge it. He's a 3-1 to one underdog. Mickey calls point two, so... 
he's a heavy favourite of, of the CM Punk. I think, provided, you know, if, if CM Punk can survive at least a round or two and show some guts, I think it'll be a victory because it'll show that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think the UFC has been kind to him because Gaul is more of a submission guy than a knockout, and it's it's almost better to lose via submission than a knockout. So it, it would have been cruel if they'd given him a K1 champion or a Muay Thai specialist or a boxer. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. Would have, it, it would have been a little bit more cruel because it could have been a bigger loss if, if the loss happens. I mean, we don't know. CM Punk could have a... He could be sandbagging and he could be this amazing guy and come out and be electrifying, but we don't know. Um, it's kind of exciting, though, isn't it? That you don't know exciting. what and we're not to expect. This is it. He, well, he's, in my opinion, is, is, is more of a focal point than, than the two... And I love heavyweight fighting. I'm a big guy. Uh, to me, heavyweight fighting is the pinnacle of the sport. And, and he's got my attention more than the best heavyweights. So, good marketing possibly but it's interesting whether he's taken a lot of heat yeah for this yes but whether you like it or not you're still buying the ticket well that's exactly it it's a it's it's a win-win situation for the ufc because they're going to get the wwe people to move across and watch um and if he does well people have still watched if they want to see him win they still watched if they want to see him lose they're still watching love him or hate him it's a stroke of genius by dana white to get this crossover and regardless of what happens the UFC has won regardless of what happens between CM Punk and Mickey Gore quickly let's have uh, your picks um, just in a nutshell Justin for for two or three I know you said you would fence it uh, in that co-main event uh, with Brown and Vadim uh, your thoughts I know you I'm gonna make a pick I'm gonna put my name down because I you have to, come on. Yeah, i got to do it. So, <laughs> I reckon two outsiders. I reckon Alistair Overeem uh, to win. Okay. I reckon Travis Brown to win. And I like, on the undercard, uh, CB Dolloway, who's moved up to light heavyweight. He's fighting a Brazilian. Uh, he is the favorite. But but those picks, Overeem, Brown, and Dolloway, should give you nine to one. So, if you've got a spare hundred bucks, why not try it out? Justin Ferrier, thanks for your time. You are the MMA authority and uh, we'll catch up post UFC 203 to see who's taking it.